In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You're advised that any views expressed by the hosts or their guests are not necessarily the views of Tuggy Entertainment or its partners. I am free. Thank God. I am is I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free with Minister Diane Jones. Ladies, this is the show that's here to give you stories of hope and healing from someone who has been there, someone who has fought back from the horrors of incest. Minister Diane's innocence was stolen from her in the land of alcoholism and mental illness, which led to her being emotionally, physically, and sexually abused by her parents. Yet in spite of the trauma of her early years, she went on to become a successful wife, mother, registered nurse, and minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Plus, she's a virtuous woman who can help you find that woman in your life. Don't let the weight of this world or things that happen to you control your life. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on TogiNet. And now, here is your host, Minister Diane Jones. Hello, people. I am free. That's right. And happy Monday to you. I hope you're free. If you're not free, I hope you will be free real soon because we believe that deliverance is a process. And I hope that if you're listening to this show, it's because you are seeking to be delivered or overcome some issues, perhaps in your own life. Um, We have another exciting, thought-provoking show for you tonight. I don't know about you, but I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm excited about it. I've already got my tea. I'm drinking one of my second favorites, rose hips and hibiscus. That's one of my favorites. I think the almond, the roasted almond is is number one right now, but rose hips is is taking a second place. (laughs) So I'm ready, and I'm inviting you to join me. I hope you've got your tea or your warm beverage. I've also invited my husband back, Christopher Jones, to help me host, host tonight's show. We continue the series, Godly Men Speak Out. And during this series, we're going to have different men, um, some godly, some who don't profess to be godly, um, speaking out about some really serious issues, some really serious issues of our time and not just of our time, just in life, you know, in history. Um, Chris started this series last week with Charles White as our guest. And they were only able to break ground. I mean, they just skimmed the surface because they ran out of time. So, as you probably heard, we are going to have Charles White come back with us next week. But tonight, tonight, our special guest is John Martin. John... John is the father, is a father, a husband, 
He's a Christian, and he is the CEO of Toginet Radio. So I'm going to find out if Chris is ready. Chris, are you on the air? Yes, I am. Hello there. Hi, how are you? I'm just wonderful. You, you, you're well rested and, and ready to do this again then, huh? Uh, yes, I got a little rest and I'm ready to press on and get into it. Okay, well, as you know, um, I've met John through Toginet Radio um, once I got introduced and inspired to do this radio ministry, um, and you've met John before yourself, but it's been a while since the two of you have chatted, so um, I'm going to get John on the line here and just reacquaint you with each other. <laughs> Let's find out if John, are you, are you there, Mr. John? I am here, Diane. How are you tonight? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing wonderfully. We are so honored and thankful to have you on the air with us tonight. <laughs> well, I think the um, the honor is uh, is mine for being here. I'm I'm real excited and um, real excited about talking some more with Chris. I haven't had a chance to talk with him a lot and. Um, but, but if you don't mind, I'd like to ask the two of you a quick question right from the get-go, if that's okay. Sure. Is that okay with you, Chris? Sure. I, I've noticed this love affair that's going on between the two of you. <laughs> and and, and uh, I'm, 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 um, I'm, that, that's, a, that's a pretty cool thing. And I just, if you don't mind, I'd love to hear a little bit about that story. I know that you, and there's a reason that I want to do that, but. But I'd love to hear a little bit about that. And by the way, Diane, last week in the show, when you said, Chris, are you there? You said, hi, handsome. Oh, <laughs> yes, you, I did. You, you didn't say hi, handsome tonight. <laughs> I just think I'm not that, as handsome as I was last week. <laughs> <laughs> I just think that is just a, a very special thing that the two of you have. And I'm very impressed with that. And uh, I've always thought that when especially when I read your bio and, and the fact that you're in love with your husband. And there's not very many people that can say that these days, it seems. So I, I, I commend you for that, and I'm thrilled to death to, uh, to know you, um, uh, not just for that reason, for, but for many others. But I would love to find out why you two are so much in love. <laughs> well, I am very much in love with Chris and, and handsome. You are just as handsome to me today as when we first <laughs> fell in love. <laughs> that was just an oversight on my part. <laughs> you want to talk first or do you want me to talk first? Well, it's your show. It's a woman's show, so I'll let you talk. Yeah, but the men are taking over tonight. <laughs> I didn't mean to interrupt your train of thought, Chris. I just, I just wanted to bring that up because I think it's such a special thing. Well, I'm kind of used to getting put on the spot now. She tries to find a way to make me blush all the time, and she always uh, there's a there's a McDonald's commercial where the the girl has pet names all the times, and she oh, tries to pick up the phone on speakerphone before she says something crazy. So. I'm kind of I'm kind of used to it. Um, I'm I'm desperately in love with my wife, and and it's been that way for the 13 years that we've been married, and we just um, we put it all out on the 
table up front that we didn't want to play games. We've been around the the block, if you will, and we want to if we if we're going to have a relationship and be married and 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 do it right. We want to we want to do it right. We want to do it according to God's will and according to His word, and we want to give ourselves to each other fully and then together give ourselves to the Lord. So it's just, um, it's been refreshing just to um, even hear someone notice it because we're supposed to be a light, an example to other couples, you know, to, to young people um, who, who have to go this way. And they see so much divorce and separation nowadays. So it's, it's, it's something that if, if we, we've decided to just live and the more we want to live it, the um, easier it gets. That makes sense. Absolutely, <laughs> it makes sense. <laughs> well, I, I, you know, I fell in love with, with Chris because, as people know, you know, I've talked on my show about, about my life and about the traumas of my early childhood and even my early adulthood, and so... I didn't know that men like Chris existed. And when the Lord was gracious enough to um, bring him, bring us, you know, bring us together to, for our paths to cross, um, I couldn't help but notice um, it wasn't one of those love at first sight things, but I couldn't help but notice, you know, we had things in common and I noticed how he was a single parent and he cared for his son um, that was impressive to me because, you know, in my life, I didn't see that kind of uh, nurturing and caring um, from, from the male perspective. Um, he was tentative toward me, even just as a friend. Uh, one of the first things that impressed me about him was that um, we met at a gym through a mutual friend. And we were having small talk about me being in a band and me, uh, I was going to be performing on TV in a gospel group. And um, to me, this was casual conversation. But we, we exchanged information and whatnot. And um, the next time that I talked to him, he told me that he found that television program and he videoed, he re recorded it and made a copy for me. And I'm thinking... Mm -hmm wow, <laughs> this is nice. To me, that was nice. Um, again, I didn't come from a background of people or men um, being nice to me. So he was a nice person. He was a nice person, and he was a caring person, and we had a lot in common. And I could tell you story after story um, of how he won my heart, but I don't want to take up all you guys this time. <laughs> <laughs> and it was not love at first sight, like she said. <laughs> <laughs> I have a sneaky suspicion from her end only, though, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, baby. Um, he says, well, he's, he says that he knew that I was going to be his wife when he first mm -hmm. met me. So I, I guess I was kind of the, I was holding out. <laughs> but um, the Lord Chris kind of sounds, my, huh? Chris sounds like a man after my own heart. I was the same way. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> well, we're coming up on a break, but 
to cut to the chase, I'll say the Lord got my attention when I didn't even realize it was the Lord. And, and he kind of made me stop and look at what I was uh, intimidated and fearful about in a new way. And when I did, I was like, wow, he's everything that I've been praying for. Mm. Everything and more than what I was praying for. So. It's a wonderful <laughs> story. I'm glad to hear it. Thanks for sharing that with me. You're very, very welcome. Well, I guess now I'm all cheesing. I mean, I'm smiling from ear to ear. You're trying to get me off my game tonight, John. <laughs> I'm sorry. Didn't mean to get you off your game. <laughs> well, here come the tunes. And after the tunes, I'm going to let you and Chris go at it. I'm going to sit back, listen, and hopefully learn a few things tonight. All right. Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. We'd like to thank our sponsor, Liberty Christian Center, located in Box Elder, South Dakota. They are a non-denominational, Bible-based, Holy Spirit-led deliverance ministry. Pastor Charles and Romika White, Liberty Christian Center. Homeschooling? Half questions? Get your pen and paper ready. It's the sociable homeschooler, Vivian McNinney. Fridays at 5, 4 central on toginet.com. After a handsome blue-eyed Texan fell in love with Vivian at the Victoria Station in London, she found herself at DFW Airport with a tiny suitcase and a snazzy little duffel bag. Well, 25 years later, she is now happily married to that blue-eyed cowboy. They have four grown children, ages 24 to 18, who became willing guinea pigs when she unwittingly stumbled upon the world of homeschooling. Wildflower Academy flourished for 15 years. They survived and thrived, and you can too. Vivian will be covering a wide range of issues that face homeschoolers. What do you do with kids in the summer? How to set up your one-room schoolhouse? How obedience is paramount? And what to do with those snakes? Plus, you'll be sharing ideas and insights that she gleaned from other homeschoolers. So join us for an engaging hour with a sociable homeschooler. Vivian McNinney, Friday afternoons at 5, 4 Central on toginet.com. Thank God I am free. Welcome back to I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. Hello, this is Minister Chris Jones, and I'm not the woman I used to be because I'm not a woman. (laughs) I'm a man, and this is uh, Godly Men Speak Out. Um, I'm taking over uh, the radio show tonight, and I have Mr. John Martin, who's with us, a special guest tonight, and we're talking about topics um, regarding men. And John, are you there? I thought I heard you laugh. Are you there? Yeah, yeah, it was that was a good one. I'm not... <laughs> well, John, I'm here. Um, I'm here, Chris. I'm excited to be here. 
Good, good. I want you to just give us a few seconds. Just give us a little background and tell us a little bit about yourself before we get into the topics here. Sure. Um, you know, I am the CEO of Togenet Radio, and uh, the, the station's about five years old now, and um, very uh, excited about the growth and, and where it's all headed. But prior to that, um, I was um, uh, born to a, a, a Christian uh, or to Christian parents, and was raised in a Christian family um, my entire life. I don't I was telling Diane the other day when I was talking with her. I don't remember not being a Christian. Um, I was raised and brought up in the church, um, raised and taught. You know what God's word says um, as far back as I can remember, and um, absolutely by God's grace that that happened. And um, I was very fortunate um, in my early twenties to uh, have something similar to what happened to you, Chris, in, in that I, I I fell in love um, and knew my wife when I when I walked into that uh, open dorm room the first year of college. And by the way, I only went to college to, to get married. Um, (laughs) um, and, and, uh, with the covenant college on lookout mountain, Georgia. And, uh, uh, she was on the fifth floor and the first dorm room that I walked into and she was sitting on the floor and I walked in and, um, it was one of those events where the dorm room stayed open and we were allowed to visit on the floors. And, and then every other week we would, we would, uh, uh, go back and forth. The girls would come to the guys' dorms. And of course the, the, the people protecting the, um, you know, the, the, the rooms and the people were all there. You know, we had the chaperones, but mm-hmm. when I, when I walked into that room, there she sat and, uh, wasn't, um, one date later that I told her I was going to marry her. And, um, she proceeded to let me know that over her dead body, that was going to happen. And, (laughs) but, uh, it took me six years and that proves that I am the best salesman in the world. Um, because I finally convinced her to marry me and we've been married 25 years. We have four children, um, 24, 20, uh, three, uh, 24, 22, 21 and 16. And, uh, uh, Two of them live at home still, and we're excited about uh, those two moving out. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a little bit of my, my background. Well, good, good. And what I hear, I hear a a um, a story. I hear a good storyline for someone who would need for someone who would need a a uh, positive, um, a, p- a positive roadmap to follow, you know, uh, because there's so much going on nowadays where we don't have a a a positive story, you know. Young people, they so much they're beat up already by what surrounds them, and they need to hear a success story. And so I um I applaud you for having that success story and for and just it just didn't fall in your lap. It's something that it, you you worked at. It's something that you had an example of, and it, it gave you a roadmap to follow. But you have a testimony, and 
we're going to talk about fatherlessness. That's where we're going to start out tonight. Um, you had your father, as as did I. But I want you to just, uh, you know, give us your thoughts on the contrast between fatherlessness and having a father and being in a Christian home and not being in a Christian home. Wow. Um, yeah, the, the, that, that was, other than the fact that I really wanted to know, that was one of the reasons that I, um, I asked you and Diane the question at the beginning, because I've had an opportunity to listen to your show last week, and I knew uh, the direction of the show and where we were going with that. And, and you know, it's so very, very important um, for children to be raised um, with the love that a husband and wife show each other. And, um, you know, whether there's a father or a mother missing from a, from a household, and, and I would assume probably the percentages, I don't know what the, the numbers are, but I assume it's probably more fatherless homes than motherless homes. Um, yeah. But that relationship between the mother and father is, is you know, one of the, the key points to, um, you know, to raising a child properly and to a child, uh, you know, having that experience and, and being able to see, you know, what it's like uh, to have a relationship and how to treat a woman and how to raise a family. And, and uh, you know, the, I think that that's what we're witnessing right now in this country is there's so many um, uh, uh, people that are, that are just, you know, have no direction, no direction in their life whatsoever. And without that God-given uh, uh, um, relationship, that 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 well-groomed uh, relationship that that uh, God uh, prescribes, uh, it it it's a it's a uh, it's it's just a, a very very tough situation um, to be able to handle, and it's a tough situation for you and and myself to be able to to guide and direct. Um, uh, children that are fatherless, children that don't have that um, that that experience, and it's it's a uh, it's a very very sad situation that we have in this country right now because of it. Okay, one one thing I've noticed, um, I coach, I I've raised I raised my son and my daughter, and I was a single parent when when my wife met met me and she was a single parent also. So we had both gone through divorce and there was something in me that wanted to have my son. I wanted to have my son because I knew that I had a responsibility to teach him. And his mother had just, uh, she agreed for me to have him. I, I did a year in Korea um, after our divorce, but when and I missed him the whole time, but when I got back to the States, I just put it out there. I said, I said, can I have him? You know, so you can go on, finish your schooling, whatever you want to do. But I would like to have this time with my son. And he stayed with me from that point on. And I knew inside that the natural thing for me was to be the example for my son, because I knew so many guys um, in the military, my age, younger and older, who had children that they weren't with. And it just, 
it just hurt me because divorces are never a pleasant thing. And I, I went through that and I was not proud of it, but it happened and it, it had to happen. And I still wanted to fix it. I, I didn't want to leave that gap. I didn't want to leave my son in a situation where he's pretty much fending for himself. Um, and I deal with a lot of young men because I coach um, adult basketball, military age, grownups, and you can pretty much pick them out pretty easy. The ones that were raised by their mothers that didn't have a father in their life. And there's just, there's a difference. And, and it stands out because I know I've had both parents, but, but mainly we're talking about the fathers. I knew I had my father. I knew I had that person that could teach me uh, right from wrong, that could show me an example, that could get up and go to work, that would, um, you know, be the head of the house. Who He would come in and, and cast a big shadow when he walked in the house, you know, and it wasn't a shadow of fear where you run and hide, but it was a, a shadow of, you know, respect. There's someone greater than me. You know, and that's really an example of how God is supposed to be in our life. He is our father, and we're supposed to have that that person to answer to. You know, and and when you don't when you don't have that, it just leaves such leaves such a major void. I feel. Um. So we both agree. But having that father is is definitely um, paramount in a child's life, whether it's a daughter or a son. Um, daughters look at fathers as someone to model after when they want to when they want a husband. You've raised daughters, right? Absolutely. Right, and so that's the first sign of a, of a man in their life. Um, tell me a little bit about you, you and your daughter's relationships. I have about two minutes. Yeah, the, the, uh, my daughters, uh, have, I have a very strange relationship with, uh, <laughs> with one of them. It's actually a very loving relationship, but, but we are very so close that, um, we, uh, uh it's hard to explain, but, but, um, we, I have a. I'll just put it this way: since we only have two minutes, I have a wonderful relationship with them both. Although, you know, I and I can say it's a really a, a different type of relationship than with a son. You know, I, when I, you know, I, I had a difficult time um, uh, as a father to them with with showing affection to them. I showed them affection in my own way. But I, I always had a difficult time loving on them and holding them and hugging them, and I really regret that. But at the same time, I always felt uh, that the relationship was was supposed to be different than it was with my sons. I was more I was more um, playful with my sons than I was with my girls, and um, I, I'm not quite sure why I was that way. But um, I have a very very close relationship with them. I've always had and love them very deeply still today, and, and I'm sure we always will. Okay, John, hold that thought. We're going to come right back sure. in a few seconds.
Has the tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. Why do I feel so lousy? Why are my medications working? Why can't my doctor figure me out? These are just a few of the questions Dr. Kevin Connors will be exploring in Dr. Kevin Connors Live every Monday night at 9 p.m. Eastern, 10 p.m. Central on Toginet.com. The author of the book, Help My Body is Killing Me, solving the connections of autoimmune disease to thyroid problems, fibromyalgia, depression, ADD, ADHD, and more. He'll dig into these and many other conditions to dissect the mechanisms of your problems. Giving God the glory and looking for answers to make you look and feel better. To make you feel whole again. For more on him, his book, and the show, check out UpperRoomWellness.com. Never be satisfied with a diagnosis. There is always a reason behind it. And if you can alter the mechanisms that led you down your current path, we can change your future. It's Dr. Kevin Connors, live, Monday nights at 9, 10 Central, here on Togginet.com. Equipping the Saints Ministries. Our mission is to equip and mature the people God calls to do the things they are called to do with confidence and boldness and to create soldiers for the army of the Lord and to impact our communities. If you are not local, you may participate via conference calls or we can make information available to you via email. Equipping the Saints Ministries is home-based in Maryland. You may write to us at Post Office Box 1616, Clinton, Maryland, 20735. Or email us at vir2us1 at verizon.net. Welcome back to I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. Hello. Hello, this is uh, Minister Chris Jones, and we're on the line with Mr. John Martin. Uh, we were just talking about um, fa- fatherlessness and being a father, and you were, you were discussing showing affection, uh, differences between your sons and daughters. Uh, one thing I wanted to say is that we are definitely wired differently <laughs> uh, between <laughs> men and sure. women and fathers and daughters. Um, because I have a daughter when, when, when we were married, she was 14, I believe. And we did not see anything on the same page, uh, eye to eye, unless it was, you know, maybe me giving her money or something. Uh, <laughs> she was at a place where she didn't want a dad or didn't think she wanted a dad because, you know, her, her experiences and, I wanted a daughter, but not a 14-year-old daughter who thought they knew it all. <laughs> so, but I uh, was trusting in the Lord and putting God first in our lives. He um, 
he always has a way of smoothing things out. And um, I understand, I think a lot of men faced uh, similar issues as far as uh, showing affection because we're, we're, we're not taught to show affection uh, from our fathers. Uh, well, from my from my viewpoint, it was not a a huggy filly type of situation between father and son necessarily. It was it was he's a man and he's manly and 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 that's that. If you're gonna get a hug, get a hug from your mother. You know, <laughs> she's she's the huggy one and the kissy one. Well, you know, I don't, Chris, I don't think that, I, you know, it, I understand what you're saying there, but I don't think that was the reasoning for my my uh, standoffishness from the huggy-kissy thing with them. I, you know, I'm a very um, uh, emotional guy. Uh-huh, I, okay. I, 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 I show my emotions. I, um, I show my, I mean, I'm, I'm constantly putting my arm around, hugging on my wife, giving her a kiss. I mean, the the you know the conversations in the household are are not in the least bit shying away from my relationship with mm-hmm. her or her hers with mine. I just think it was more of a uh, uh, maybe a, a, a I, I can't really put my finger on it, and maybe it was wrong. You know, maybe I should have had more of a uh, a relationship with them from that standpoint. But um, you know, to this day. Uh, none of my children, not not one of them, have ever um, given uh, the family a problem. I mean, they're they're wonderful children by God's grace, and um, and 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 I, I give a lot of that credit to my father, who was also very open with his relationship with my mom, and who constantly doted on her and loved on her and did things for her. And in my opinion, um, that makes a true man. Exactly. Uh, to be able, yeah. I mean, it, it. You know, I I get up and most of the time I'm getting up and making coffee for my wife in the morning before she wakes up, and I wake her up with a cup of coffee, and I go out and get the newspaper for her, and I and I told Diane I was going to teach you a little bit today because I'm going to go grocery shopping, man. <laughs> Did you say you were going to go grocery shopping? <laughs> I, I, I'm the one that does the grocery shopping. Okay, now I have to stop right there. <laughs> when you go grocery shopping, uh huh, um, do you go? How do I say this? Uh, when you go, do you go alone, or do you go with your wife mostly? Uh, I go alone. Aha. Uh-huh. Most I of can the time. I can agree with you one hundred percent. That's you're, yeah. you're a good you're a good man. I go grocery shopping myself, and I go alone, <laughs> but I cannot go with my wife. Yeah, <laughs> I, if I if I go with my wife, I have to get two shopping carts. Exactly, and and you have to have about four hours to, to yeah. spend <laughs> because she wants to That's... read everything in the store. There you go. There you go. Oh, grocery shopping those, is not a bad thing. But those are those are the things that um you know in in my opinion um you know a guy you know some I I had some friends that would not dare go into a grocery store and and buy groceries you know that's that's for their wife to do and I I just think that uh you know if I can take anything off of her if I can alleviate any pressures that that 
that she has, then then I've done my job as a as a husband, um, at least yeah. from that realm. And um, so I think, but but I think that that when when parents have a and that's again one of the reasons I asked you about your love for Diane. Um, that's what kids need to see. They need to see that relationship. They need to see that that emotion. They need to see. Um, uh, you know, the love and, and care and concern for each other. And again, I think that there's a reason for that. You know, God gave us to each other. Um, right. and, and, you know, our children are gonna, are gonna be the way that we are. Well, it and shows, it, it shows the whole person. It, it shows that you're willing to do what it takes to make the family, you know, the strongest. And sometimes, your wife may not be able to go grocery shopping. Sometimes she could be sick. So what? Do you not eat during that time? Sure. I mean, and there's there's so many um, men that are imbalanced this way. Um, when you when you said about the affection, uh, the the children need to see uh, a father who is affectionate, a father who can can grab grab his wife and and kiss her in front of their kids. You know, they need to see that. And there's so much in, um, in our society. And even with, with me growing up, there's so, there's so much that we didn't see that creates stigmas. And then we think it's normal, but the, the, it, to me, it's being a man when you can do those things. It's, it's, it's being a whole person. I think it's being a godly person. God, God, He's uh he's a lion and a lamb. You know, you can be the baddest guy in town and and be the lovingest guy in town at the same time. Absolutely. That's balance. And and we need more men who can show all facets of manhood. You know, my my daughter one time she was I'm driving home from work. I drove about an hour to get home. And a boyfriend had broke up with her, you know, and she was she was telling my wife all the woes and the sorrows. And my wife, she uh, she she put me she called me and put me on the phone. And I'm like, man, I don't want to hear this, but I'm listening. And she's just I just listened. I listened. I listened. And I said, well, he's a punk anyway, you know, <laughs> and then I stopped. <laughs> I stopped and I got her a banana split. I'm like, what can I do? So I just stopped, got her a banana split, gave it to her, gave her a hug, and she was good to go. You know, so sometimes <laughs> they just need us to listen. And and they just need to know that regardless, I'm gonna be your dad and I'm gonna have your back. Sure. And 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 he was he was Mr. Wrong anyway. He wasn't the right one. You know, and and that was what she needed, and then she was able to move on. You bet. You know? And and so I'm so happy to be able to talk to someone who is a a godly father and 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 is is a whole person. We're, none of us are perfect, but if we strive for perfection and follow the the guidelines that that God lays out for us, we will be as close as to what we're supposed to be. As far as far as being men of God and, 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 and raising our families and raising whole children, you know. Sure. Um, and I, I, have, I think I think I think this all comes back, Chris, to the fatherless 
uh, topic of the night. And, and right. you know, the, the, the reason that um, uh, the reason that they have that, that, that there are so many fatherless people is because people today, men and women in our country and in the world today, are not hearing the gospel of Jesus Christ preached. And without hearing God's word, they don't know how to live because they're sinful beings, and without the, the Spirit working in their hearts through the preaching of the gospel, their lives don't change. And if their lives don't change, then they're going to end up uh, in a situation where they're, um, they're, they leave or whatever the case may be, and it leaves the children in the same predicament that their parents were in. And so the survive. They're trying to survive. And the key and the answer, you know, what do we do with all these fatherless children? Well, how do we, how do we, how do we, um, uh, garner them up? How do we fix the problem? And quite frankly, the only way to fix the problem is to preach the gospel to them because you and I aren't going to be able to change their problems. We can tell them our stories. We can tell them the things that we've gone through. But if we don't minister the gospel to them, then, then, uh, God is not going to change their hearts and their minds and 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 guide them through uh the problems and issues that they have we there there are um, uh, I, I just lost the word I was looking for but but there you know because of the things that happen from our families because of the things that we do there are consequences we're simple beings and there are consequences to what we do and and in order to be able to defeat those consequences and work through them, we've got to have guidance. And the only guidance there is to fix those problems is through the is through God's word. It's just plain and simple. Wow, that was a that was a mouthful, and you're absolutely right. Um, they're just surviving. And how do you survive in a world that's against you? You know, um, you can only. You can only just get a little here, a little there, but you're never you're never getting sustained. You're never getting you're never getting anything that can really, you know, fulfill you without without the word of God. Um, I had a young man tonight. I was at basketball practice, and I said, "Man, I gotta I gotta go and still do a radio show tonight." He says, "A radio show?" I said, "I said," he said, "Tell me about it." And it was a door. It just opened a door, just to to explain to him what the radio show is about and, and that we're trying to, to deal with issues with men. I'm losing, um, I'm going, I'm, I'm going to run out of time here, but we'll come right back. Um, we should be hearing the music any second and we'll come back and try to finish up, <laughs> but we don't have to finish up tonight because this is, this, this is very important topics we're talking about. And here's the music. We'll talk to you shortly. Has the tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. The Story of Me is a captivating and inspiring account of a woman able to overcome incest, abuse, and neglect to find a second chance at happiness. It is a story for those who have loved and been rejected, who have dreamt and fallen short, who have survived abuse, molestation, rape, or incest. 
The story of me is very inspirational for those who may see or find themselves in Diane Jones's story. You may purchase your copy of The Story of Me online at www.authorhouse.com or any of the major bookstores. How to invest, where to invest, where to save, where to get the right insurance, what to do about taxes. Should I relocate my business or ever purchase a property? That's where Go To My Radio Show comes in. Join host Chris Holt Tuesday afternoons at 1 Pacific, 3 Central on GoToMyRadioShow.com. Choose the right financial professional and learn more about the products and services while learning the terminology and strategies used by these professionals. Go To My Radio Show is unbiased and Chris Holt, your host, will ask the hard questions and take calls to help you connect with the right professional who can help you better handle your financial and business choices. Go to My Radio Show is not a financial services company and does not offer any financial advice, but we will help you make the right choice when it comes to planning your financial future. And most of all, choosing the right program and the right professional for you. Go to My Radio Show with Chris Holt, Tuesday afternoons at 1 Pacific, 3 Central on GoToMyRadioShow.com. Thank God I am free. I am free. Welcome back to I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. Hello again, people. This is Minister Chris Jones. Uh, we're on the show uh, talking to Mr. John Martin uh, regarding issues that deal with men. Uh, we were talking about the the true word of God and how um, that allows us to be to be fathers and men. And I was talking about a young man that I, I was talking to at the gym tonight, and um, we have to be in tune uh, with the Holy Spirit. And when we're in tune with the Holy Spirit, he will show us subtle opportunities to, to uh, minister and to witness to young men because like we said, there's so many young men that grew up without fathers, that grew up without role models, and, and that takes us right into our next topic, um, role models, uh, good and bad role models. And as as a basketball coach um, and an older gentleman, if you will, older than the guys that I coach, I I am a role model. And so I know that they're watching me. They're listening to me. They're watching my life. They're watching how... How I interact with with my wife, my family, the other ball players, and so I'm really like the father of that team. And I'm looking. I'm 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 dealing with ages between the age of 18 that comes in the military up to, you know, 34 years old, and and even the 34 year olds, I have to talk to them a certain way as if they're kind of like my older son, and I have to give them responsibilities. 
like an older son and and make leaders out of them. Teach them how to be leaders. Um, I had a team out in California, and I, I told the Lord, I said, Lord, if I want to coach this basketball team, I want it to be a ministry. I want to lead these guys to you. I want to teach them. I said, use me as an instrument to teach these guys how to be men, how to be fathers, how to be husbands. And and let this, if it's your will, be a vehicle for that. And because I put God first and 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 asked him to 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 take control, he used my talents. He, he he allowed me to use my talents to do his work, and I taught I taught the guys how to pray. I mean, all of them didn't have to learn how to pray, but I had to stir up the gifts. And I explained to them. I said, I said, look, fellas, we're men. We're men. We're in the military. Uh, if, if if Uncle Sam calls us to go to Iraq, guess what? We're going. And we're going to go and do our job. I said, so we've already put our hand up and took the, and stepped forward. I said, but we're, we're playing basketball. But even doing that, we are men. And, and, and God gave us the talents and ability to do this in the prime of our lives. I said, but we, we have wives. We have children. You know, we have to be leaders and we have to know how to pray. And I, and, and, and I started the, the team. Uh, I said, I want, I want us to pray after every practice. And I said, I'll lead the way. I'll pray. But when someone, I want someone, when someone feels comfortable, I want them to step up and pray one practice. And just because I did it, a matter of time, they all started doing it. They even would remind me, Coach, we forgot to pray. We didn't pray. You know, and, and so that's a... That's an example that I have of being a role model uh, um, to young men and a godly role model. Uh, and we went 46 and 6 that year. That was the best season I've ever had. And that team, we put God first. We were a small team, but we beat everybody. You know, and those guys to this day, they all have that testimony about that team, that team that. That put God first. So that was my example of, of being a, a positive role model. We know there's so many bad examples of role models out there. Uh, you, you have anything you want to add to that, John? Uh, it's just, it is amazing when, when we open our eyes and look for the, the subtle things that, that are put in front of us, how God works and how God puts those things in front of us. And, and you know, it's a huge responsibility, Chris, because yes. if you put yourself in that role and you don't take it when you're supposed to, you've, you've failed. And, and those, uh, those kids were, were your responsibility under your headship, under your coaching during, during uh, that time, and that was an absolutely huge responsibility, and um, it, it, it may very well have and probably did have a, a very real effect on several of them, And uh, but God evidently used you in that case to, uh, to minister to them, and 
um, you know, that those are the things we as Christians have to do. And sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it's difficult to accept that responsibility because we know what it entails. Right. Um, one thing I want men to know if that, that are maybe listening is that God will use you where you are. He will use you within your talents. He don't have to just recreate you. He's already put talents in us, in each of us. We all, we all have things that we do well. We have things that we can excel at, you know, things that we can teach. It's like, it's like teaching your son how to cut the grass. Do you just say, you start the lawnmower and walk away and say, cut the grass? No, we, we don't want him to cut his foot off. So we take our time and we show him. And if you're in place already, that boy is going to be watching you anyway. That's one thing I know. I remember when I was a young fella, I used to watch Batman, a lot of Batman and Superman and stuff. So I was into the superhero thing. And my dad was 6'1", 6'2", about 250 pounds, you know, big guy. And so when I would see him, that was, that was my Superman, you know. And he could, he, he could do no wrong as far as I didn't worry about protection. I didn't worry about anything because I had that real Superman in my house. You know, uh, he worked at the Smithsonian Zoo here in Washington, D.C., and he would take me to work with him. And I never once worried about an animal getting loose and, get, and you know, attacking me because I had Superman with me. But I just think back of how it would have been not having that dad, that, that, that positive role model, that example in my life, you know. And he was a godly man. So um, we have, the, we have, we have a, an assignment to find what is our, um, our mission as men. What is our mission? What, God, how do you want to use us? You know, how, how can you use me to bring forth young men? Okay, yeah, I've raised my own, but there's so many out there that need to be raised. And God is looking for positive and willing vessels who will step up to the plate. Um, well, I, I, think, I think you're exactly right. And I think that, that all it's a com- incumbent upon all Christian men and women um, to be constant role models in front of everybody that, that whether they be kids or other grownups or vice versa. I mean, I right. tell you a real, real quick story. Um, my son, um, uh, is a, a computer genius. I like to say he's a genius. He's pretty, he's a pretty cool kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, matter of fact, he built Toginet radio for me, wow. um, at, at age 18. And um, he was uh, at one of my my clients. I set him up with one of my clients that needed some help with his computers. And um, my, my uh, while he was working on his computer in front of him and his wife, a um, a uh, an advertisement for porn popped up on the front screen. Hmm. And he immediately turned and said, "I apologize for that. You've got to be really careful on the internet because you never know what's going to pop up." on you like that. So you need to be prepared. And the effect that that had on a 20-year-old, 20-year-older man 
from uh, uh, an 18 or 19 year old kid was life changing. Mm. Um, and uh, it's it's been amazing to watch that man's Christian growth over the years um, because God used one instance from a Christian young man um, in in his daily role, his daily activity. Mm-hmm. So it, it, again, it's incumbent upon us to to be prepared at all times for when God puts us in that situation, when people are watching. Because, as you well know, non-Christian people watch Christians like a hawk. Yes, <laughs> they watch to make sure we live what we say. And if we don't live what we say, then we've done God a, a tremendous disservice. Absolutely, absolutely. That's an amazing story. And your son was in place. He was where he was supposed to be. And and but if we're not if we're not a willing vessel to allow God to to use us, how can he use us if we're fighting against him? You know? And we have one minute. I just wanna thank you for being with us tonight. Um, for just being so open and honest with us, and, and we really appreciate it because this is this is God's work right here. We're trying to feed His sheep, and my wife and I we went and saw a movie uh, Courageous this weekend. It was a movie about about fathers and, and being a father. I don't know if you had the opportunity to see that movie, but it was uh, amazing. And I would like to tell everyone, every man out there, take an opportunity and, and go on the internet and look up the movie Courageous. And it was, it was, it was amazing how God will use um, men and, and use anyone who is willing to be a, a yielded vessel. He will use you and he will get his pleasure out of you and you will be serving God. You will be serving God. I thank you again. Uh, for joining us tonight. John Martin, this is Chris Jones saying good night and God bless you.